listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. I'm R.J. Bell. This is Straight Out of Vegas, special edition, live radio. And we're going to go down and really follow the news as it breaks live in the NBA boycott and as a result of the shooting of Jacob Blake. So I think the first thing we need to do is say, what can we try to accomplish and what isn't able to be accomplished? I think we can recap what's happened so far and try to get those facts really well defined. I also think we can, obviously, as news breaks, we can share that. That's the beauty of live radio, and we can call an audible. I wish I could spend 10 minutes with Fez talking about my winner last night. I really do, but we can't. Now, I also think what we can't do is figure out the right and wrong of all this. Obviously, and I think there's some stuff. What I like to do is say, where does the reasonable people agree? And it seems to me reasonable people agree that someone should not be killed unless it's absolutely necessary. I also think reasonable people agree that the police officers, the good ones, or even the bad ones, have a difficult job. Now, the fact that they react some react poorly as bad cops no excuse because it's a difficult job, but it is a difficult job, and it's a life-and-death job, oftentimes. So where that line is is a great debate, and it's one that, as a society, we're going to have to agree to. And then from there, the cops that do it wrong are going to have to pay the price. And the people who don't want to be cops because of that line maybe being somewhere they don't like, that's going to be their decision. So, we'll also get to a little bit about the Vegas side. Uh, If you had bets on the games, the game's canceled tonight. Um, And we actually have the right guy for that. Unexpectedly here today, due to the news, he was playing Matty Holt, former bookmaker. And maybe let's do that. Let's get that out of the way first. There is a practical side to this, and this is straight out of Vegas, but it will be a very small part of the show. I might mention one more time, Fez, about my winner again, but is that okay? (laughs) It's fine. All right. Before we get, though, to the Vegas stuff, we do have breaking news. RJ, the Wall Street Journal has just reported that the Milwaukee Brewers have now decided not to play their game tonight at Miller Park in Milwaukee against the Cincinnati Reds. It had been scheduled to begin seven minutes from now. The Wall Street Journal also reporting that their opponent, the Cincinnati Reds, have agreed not to play as well, so the Brewers are not charged with a forfeit. Back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Wow. See, I think what may get lost in this, and in a way, it feels like the most impactful thing 
that could have happened here was Milwaukee making the first decision. And my understanding is, at that point, when they made that decision, it was believed that they were going to forfeit the game. And to me, whenever someone makes a statement, whenever someone has an, uh, an action that's associated with a cause, I always ask myself, what did it cost them? What did, it, what did they lose? Now, imagine a team that was tied 3-3. Would they have boycotted if they thought they were going to lose? If so, it would have been a statement of statements. It would have been a statement that we would, I mean, 50 years from now, people would be talking about that, that let's say, the Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA, you know, near favorite to win the title, forfeiting the season for a cause. Milwaukee forfeiting any game, if that was the expectation when they did it, is a hell of a statement. Up 3-1 against a team they dominate, not quite as much, but still a big statement. Now, uh, the baseball team, Milwaukee Brewers, them joining it, it makes this bigger. I, I'm guessing it's going to be the lead story, even national news or one of the top couple stories. Remember, most of the time sports isn't. You turn on you know, the CBS News, NBC News, whatever, that main half-hour news that middle America watches, the ones that don't watch in maybe the news uh, – Cable networks, they're not watching hours a night. They want that half hour. What's happening today? Sports isn't there very often. Super Bowl, I mean, maybe the championship games. They're not. Hey, Steelers beat the Ravens is not on the nightly news. I mean, it, I wish it were as a Steelers fan, but it's not. And this will be. So to me, this is a great opportunity that sports has to make a statement. Now, the question is, what is the statement? Because this is what I, as a citizen, wonder a lot about, which is we know we can't go back in time, right? We know that there's been atrocities, uh, bias, racism, unfairness, a lot of groups. Obviously, with African Americans, it's been for a long, long time, and it's been unabated. You know, it's a lot of ways you could look and say it's improved, and just as clearly, it hasn't been eradicated. So, that, I don't, you know, when you see, hear things like this got to stop, that's what I am not sure about how that happens, right? Meaning, if the. I guess the question is this. Whenever there's police involved and guns are involved, there's going to be the risk of violence. And there's so much subjectivity to it. And that, to me, that's the scary part. If it was like a fingerprint and you could say the cop was wrong because his fingerprint is there, then it's easy. Do we as a country have a will to punish that cop the right way, you know, sufficiently? And if so, it feels like we can all agree on the right path. The question becomes, when is it right and when is it wrong for whatever given thing happens? And in this case, it feels like that 
There's some strong feelings on both sides. Um, I also think it's interesting or noteworthy that this was multiple days in happening. Right? So Doc Rivers spoke, it was yesterday, right? After the game? Yes, after the game last night. And it was a situation where it was a very impassioned, it was, a, you know, from what I saw on social media, a lot of people tweeted it and said, wow, heartfelt, passionate, emotional. And there's been protests in Wisconsin. And the protests themselves have had violence where, you know, where protesters have been hurt, right? Is it, have a, was there any killed at this point? There were fatalities, yes. Uh, so, I just, I, I, I guess I wonder what is the outcome? Let's say that you support the players pretty much up and down the line. And McKenzie, who is a researcher at pregame.com for the show, he is an African-American, and he's politically active. Let me ask him, Mackenzie, is what to you would be an outcome that could happen in the next 48 hours, let's say, that would make you feel good about the NBA resuming play? If they arrested the killers of Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor. Okay, and... Is that a is that a situation where was there one officer that did the, that did the shooting? Multiple officers fired. Okay, that's an interesting question. So multiple officers fired, and does the footage show did the firing happen almost at the same time, or was it like a shot and then a second or two and then the, another officer shot? In quick succession, there were seven shots fired. Okay, so really, what we're saying is. And you know, we're, I'm trying to give the facts, you know, not my opinion, because I don't really have an opinion. I don't know enough about this. I know that I don't want anyone to be hurt. That shouldn't. That that it can be avoided, right? I wish it was always avoided. You know, whole, the whole premise of our prison system is we don't want to hurt people. Only in the most extreme cases of a death penalty, and even that takes dec- like a decade plus to happen. And then they try to minimize the pain. Now, we can debate the death penalty or not, but we know that's an extreme thing that happens not that often. Otherwise, we don't want to punish with pain, even if someone gave pain. Or death, even if someone gave death, except in the extreme cases. So, that I think most of us agree with, all but the extremes. And by the same token, I think it's fair to say if two police officers or more fired at the same time, or relatively at the same time, the assumption was, would have to be, they both made that decision independently, which would mean now it's not a rogue cop, but rather it's a second one or more, I guess. But let's just, I'm, I think two probably, I mean, was it three or we don't know? There was at least four officers there. And I mean, with the, that actually fired their gun. Oh, we don't know. Yeah. So what is what is the current status right now? We're reporting on how the uh, the government in Wisconsin, the city, the state, how are they responding to the incident, not the protesters? Ongoing investigation. Um, the the U.S. Department of Justice has stepped in and started their own investigation, independent of Wisconsin. 
but no no updates as far as where that status of that investigation is right now. Okay. So from your perspective, it seems like in the George Floyd case that the expediency, how quickly things moved, <clears throat> excuse me, when it came to charges being filed and all that, it was a rec- you know, you could say a record-breaking case, uh, pace. How quickly could you imagine charges being filed in a case like this, reasonably? I think that the two days that it took in George Floyd's case is a reasonable amount of time. It's been longer than two days. Okay, so at this point, the two days has passed, so the George Floyd reaction by the authorities was quicker? Yes. And would you say that the opinion across the political spectrum on the George Floyd seemed to be 95 that was like, oh, that's egregious, that was wrong, left or right. Obviously, the right, maybe not with the same amount of vigor or maybe not with the same indignation, but it seemed like there was general consensus. Would you say there is with, with this, whereas on the right, they're talking about how bad these cops were? To, to be honest, I haven't heard any, anybody say that on the right. I haven't heard any, any, any other contrary opinion other than that, yes, he should, they should be arrested. But that doesn't mean it's not the case. Okay, so you're saying you've heard like many, you know, multiple voices on the right saying this is so egregious they should be arrested. No, I haven't heard any any voices on the right say that. Okay, okay. So it's fair to say that George Floyd was was more clear across the political spectrum that it was wrong. Yes, I'd say that's fair. Okay, Matt, what's your? T- I mean, just observationally now, your your producer. Again, we, we do call in the Ivy Leagues in times like this, <laughs> Columbia grad. What's your, what are you seeing? I'm seeing that there is a lot of disappointment on the part of the NBA players and that there's a possibility that they want to act in solidarity with the protesters the way that when they were outside the bubble, they acted in solidarity with the protesters and that this action, if it says anything, says that, that they are acting in solidarity with the protesters. That might have been the most cogent you've ever sounded. That was very good. Thank you. (laughs) Well, there you go. All right. To me, and we'll take a break, but here's something to ponder. The NBA, if they said, we're not going to play today, and is it official they're not playing tomorrow already? No, there's a meeting later tonight among the players. When I heard 48 hours earlier, just... Did you hear something about 48 hours? No. Okay. Is if they said, let's say, we're not playing tonight, it's a statement of solidarity, I think it would be not, I think it would be a strong statement. I think it would, like we said, lead the news potentially. And I also think that it'd be something where it would get people talking. It would probably serve the purpose that was intended. What I'm. Would be concerned about if I were an, on the NBA side is I don't think there's going to be a reaction as quickly because the George Floyd reaction was shockingly quick. I mean, typically, a case like this, it's going to be weeks and weeks if it goes fast before charges are filed. Obviously, the, poli- the police has their own internal affairs. There's a lot of protections with the unions. It's a slow process, and oftentimes, if the charges are filed too quickly, it can actually sour the case. The actual case gets compromised. So, 
I think anyone who cared about justice, if they felt like the cops were wrong, would want the case to be given the maximum chance of sticking as opposed to a quick reaction that would feel good but maybe not have any result or let it would decrease the chance of a result. I don't see my my bet would be there's not going to be anything done in the next 48 hours when it comes to filing charges. So if not, now what does the NBA do? The players, do they go back and play without getting something tangible? And if they do, does doesn't it kind of diminish the original effect? And if not, if they say no, we got to wait. Now, what does the league do? Does it suspend games for a week? Does it give them a deadline? This is going to be fascinating. And I think the fact the players reacted so quickly, and at least by my reporting or what I'm reading, Milwaukee acted first without knowing the other teams would follow. Has anyone seen anything contrary to that? No, I've actually seen that the Magic were ready to play, so... Yeah, you're, you're right on that. So to me, you let's give. I'm going to be interested to see what the inside story is about how that decision was made by Milwaukee. And I think Orlando's statement backs it up earlier because they when when Milwaukee originally said we're going to forfeit tonight, Orlando says we won't accept your forfeit. So that proved that mm-hmm. at least Milwaukee offered on. that yeah. forfeit already. Yeah. So they offered it without yeah. Orlando in consort with them, without working with them. And the fact that Orlando said no, obviously admirable. And then the other teams following, yeah, it's, it's admirable. But, you know, the leader, the one first into the battlefield. Now, Giannis, Giannis, the leader of that team, obviously. Giannis just is obviously not an American citizen. That's an interesting angle here. The idea that a non-American citizen... You could say, and I think it's fair to say in the broadest sense, that justice, social justice is a global issue, but this is specific to this country. He lives there. Obviously, he lives in Milwaukee. Still, an interesting wrinkle when we do hear what really happened behind the scenes. But my main question right now is, what happens if nothing happens in the next 24, 48 hours? I think that will tell a ton about the positive effect or maybe diminished effect of this statement by the NBA. And finally, the NBA itself, the owners, the league, by far the most player-friendly, by far the most tolerant of dissenting views. And it's these players, it's this league that's causing the owners the most grief. Is there a potential... Because my guess is, if there is a split along the political divide, there's a lot of NBA owners probably that don't believe this would be warranted. And if so, at what point do they say, hey, we've given and given, maybe it's time for us to get strict? Not saying that's right around the corner, but at what point would, if every one of the owners agreed politically with the players, then there'd be no conflict. But I don't think that's even possible. A bunch of billionaires agreeing up and down the line. It just doesn't seem possible. Is that a potential conflict? This is going to be fascinating. We'll come back and continue the conversation.
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas special edition talking about the NBA player boycott. All games tonight postponed. And that broke just less than two hours ago, I think it was, in that range. And this is monumental. And the question is going to be, in our job today, breaking news, that's the beauty of live radio. When it breaks, you'll hear it. And it's something that I know talking to you know, the guys, the visionaries here at Fox is, FSR is uh, having the updates, having the trending. It's, it's, it's all about days like these. So this is the place to be. If you're listening to the radio, you're going to hear it likely here first. And in between the breaking news, we'll talk about the facts underlying all this. And to me, it harkens back to an analog, a comparable situation, I think, or at least broadly, in April of 68, after Martin Luther King was assassinated, there was the NBA All-Star Game. And Bill Simmons has talked about this a good bit, and Bill Russell talks about this in his autobiography, is there was a real push, a real consideration to boycott the All-Star Game. And... To whatever degree there's going to be a split America on today's actions, I think that it's fair to say that the amount of the country, the percentage of the country in 68 that would have been understanding of such a statement, uh, smaller. And it would have been something that would have had, I think, in some ways, a drastic reaction by the public. And Bill Russell was the player coach who was uh, on the East, and Will Chamberlain, obviously a huge name. And it was a situation where the there was a vote, effectively. And they decided to play. And it's something Bill Russell has talked about that he regrets to this day. And it's kind of interesting that a guy like Bill Russell, who has had you know as storied of a sports career as you can have, as as big of a winner as you could you know be really in the history of American sports, and you know that decision is something he's carrying with him, and uh, something he's talked about you know passionately is something he regrets. I don't. I fully understand how this resolves itself. And to me, oftentimes when decisions are made in the moment, the exit strategy isn't clear. And in a way, you can appreciate the passion that, that if they did, the players, if they did have this all metagamed out, if they did have the strategy all figured out, in a way it would feel, yeah, more deliberate, but but maybe less admirable, kind of yeah, we're not going to play. A lot of passion there, a lot of genuine feeling. But here's the question. And we asked McKenzie here, at our researcher, and he's an African-American. He's a 
progressive, I think it's fair to say. Is there a more extreme word than progressive? No, I think that hits it on the head. Bleeding edge. (laughs) 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 And and to me, it's it's a great... and, And here's the thing. I don't care how well-read you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how smart you're not. I don't care how many friends you have that are sharing or or, uh, living a certain experience. You don't feel like a person in the middle of it. And to me, one of the, you know, great things about this country is being as diverse as we are is if you want... You can decide, I'm going to know, you know, if you're a white guy, you could say, I'm going to know a lot of women, obviously. I can know a lot of gays. I can know a lot of, and just take down the list. If that's you, if something that interests you, there's the availability of it. And with that, those relationships comes insight. Now, the reality is there's a lot of people, especially, and I'll tell you this, I grew up in a area in Ohio, an hour from Pittsburgh, right on the river, there was no interest of 95% of the people growing up there for any sense of diversity. Any se- They, they uh, were comfortable. Among, they are comfortable amongst their own. And I think that's fine, too. As long as you are okay with everyone else having their chance to live the American dream, I don't think there's any obligation to say, I want to know every group possible. You know, you, maybe you like your own. Nothing wrong with that. I think that one of the great things about this country is usually the first generation that are immigrants come in, they stick to themselves. My grandfather, he was his siblings were born in Italy. He was born here, and he passed away at 95 just you know, last, uh, less than two years ago. And, you know, his mom refused to speak English. She was, you know, she was like 40 or whatever when she came over. And it was like she was Italian. She was talking Italian. Now, think about it. Someone back in the day, you know, going through Ellis Island, that was not easy. It was you had to want that badly. And, you know, going through uh, the process of it, the naturalization and all of that, not easy. And... Still saying we, you know, keep to ourselves. What tends to happen is you hear the kids say, come on, mom, we're in America now. And it's that pool that to me is, is really the story of this country. The first generation to the second to the third, you know, and you could call me the third, you know, telling stories from a distance because I was lucky enough to hear those stories. I didn't experience it, you know, just like I hear things. For, from him about all the discrimination the Italians faced. And I couldn't understand that. I, I know after, after The Godfather, I loved it. After The Sopranos, I loved being Italian. But back then, it was a different story. And it, it's almost hard to imagine living in this country without at least button up against a group that's been discriminated against or is being discriminated against and thus to have no empathy for it, I don't understand. But I'll tell you this, I know a lot of Republicans. Most of the people I grew up with, they're registered Democrats, the parents, but 
you know, as the year after Reagan, they were probably Republican more. And they might have voted for Clinton because he was more moderate. But, you know, these are the classic Ohio Dems that became Republicans. And we've seen it now. The Republicans have won Ohio a bunch, except when there's blowouts like with Obama blowing out McCain. He, you know, he won Ohio. But generally, Trump might lose significantly and still win Ohio. There's been an evolution of that state out of the purple and more towards the red. And they of these converted Republicans that's calm back in Ohio, they're not racist. Now, not racist in the way of the classic definition. Now, a lot of people can debate that definition and uh, you know, that's not for me to do. It's not for this show. But in the classic sense, the obvious sense, not racist, but some of them want to keep to themselves. But they also are empathetic with those being mistreated. So the uh, news desk told us a while back that the Milwaukee Brewers game got canceled. Just now, in the last five minutes, it was taken off the board here in Vegas. Vegas was skeptical, I guess. They're saying we want as much as we as much as we can keep the money, we don't want to give it back. Let's do this. I'm RJ Bell. We are special edition of Straight Out of Vegas. We have Maddie Holt here, who is a former bookmaker. Steve Fezzik also, the Vegas Wise Guy Roundtable here in Vegas. US Integrities is company. And it's about stopping game fixing, but he understands the ins and outs of betting as well as anyone walking the earth, literally, when it comes to the operational side. What is happening if anyone had bet tonight's game? And there was three games tonight, yes. correct? Yes. And I had a best bet on OKC. I loved OKC. Oh, what was that? What did the line close before it? Four when I last it saw it. It was going up. Because Westbrook was a game time decision. He was Ooh. not supposed to play. Well, I'll tell you this, dude. We, we will be. Um, I let's do this. I want to spend five minutes talking about the reality of, of this in Vegas. I want to talk for a minute about who benefits because I believe Houston benefits greatly here. I think Harden's fatigue was a big issue in this series. Obviously, that's the smaller story. We won't spend much time on it. So first, we'll continue the discussion. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. RJ, back to you. Uh, Isaac, quick question yeah. for you. This is what I haven't been able to gather yet. When Milwaukee made the final decision, did Orlando the Magic know? Michael Carter Williams of the Magic said they did not know. Uh, the Magic left the arena about an hour after this all occurred. They did not speak with reporters, but they are in solidarity of the Bucks. Yes. They would not have accepted a forfeit uh, had the NBA not gone ahead and postponed the game. But Milwaukee did not know that, so they made the initial decision thinking they may have to forfeit the game. Yes. Second question is, the other teams scheduled for tonight, they hadn't been in contact with Milwaukee either, right? So Milwaukee thought it was possible they were going to be the only team doing this. That's a great point. And that is unknown for the time being because the way that the bubble is laid out, there are two separate arenas and the games are staggered. So 
when the Bucks boycott occurred at the other arena, the Thunder and the Rockets, some of them were on court going through early pregame warmups, but then word began to spread and it evolved from there. The Lakers Blazers game hadn't been scheduled scheduled until 9 p.m. Eastern, so they were going to use the arena that the Magic and Bucks were supposed to use. So yes, mm. uh, the, the Bucks were at least under the impression it appears that they were going to go go it alone if need be. And to me, that it makes it even more admirable. Last question. I don't know who, what kind of crazy person would be watching inside the NBA when this show's on, but if someone, maybe silently, right, just the picture flashing, but did was Barkley left on set? I'm looking at it right now, and a few seconds ago, as we all know, people who've followed sports, who've watched them for so many years, it goes Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, Barkley, and there's a big space between Ernie and so Charles Barkley. I, I wonder, I'm going to be fascinated to hear, did Kenny Smith offer the other guys the chance to do it too? Or did he do it rogue, which would in theory make the other, especially the other you know, black talent, look like they were somehow in support or, or somehow against the players. That's going to be an interesting backstory. Yeah, and also I, I can add that within the last few moments, the ownership of the Milwaukee Bucks just issued a statement saying, we fully support our players and the decision they made, although we did not know beforehand. We would have wholeheartedly agreed with them. The only way to bring about change is to shine a light on the racial injustices that are happening in front of us. So that a yeah, statement I'm just v- issued by Bucks Very ownership. skeptical of that statement because if that's the case why didn't they suggest it right i that to me of everything i've heard today that smells and again i get why they're saying it now because they don't want to get a wedgie even forgetting looking good publicly they don't want there to be a wedge with the players it seems you would think isaac wonderful job my man thank you so much thank you appreciate it rj awesome all right so let's do this we'll take our last break when we come back we will get to the Vegas ramifications of this, and recap what we believe the highlights to be. And to me, the question we'll be entering the evening with is, what is the confluence of events? What will have to happen for the NBA players to say we're back? Because if that answer isn't clear and that answer isn't reasonable, even if they don't want to let the season die, maybe they're going to be backed into a corner. We'll be back and discuss that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas special edition live breaking news coverage of the boycott NBA. Three games boycotted tonight. Milwaukee started the initiated it, did so without knowing uh, for sure if the forfeit would be accepted. They were risking a playoff game. That was against Orlando, but still risking a playoff game. Got to give them credit. Rest of the teams tonight followed. The question, as I see it, is what is the action? What is the movement? Because remember, the reports from Woj at ESPN talked about that literally when Milwaukee was making the decision, they were on the phone with the attorney general of the state of Wisconsin and the lieutenant governor, more or less saying, hey, has there been, you would assume the conversation was, 
has there been progress? And to them, the answers were unsatisfactory, and thus they made this decision. And it being their state, Milwaukee, seems appropriate. They made the decision if any team was going to be the first team. And regardless of which side of the spectrum you're on, you've got to respect if a group is willing to sacrifice. To me, words are free. Are you willing to sacrifice? And Milwaukee was. And the rest of the players tonight, or at least the majority, were. And this was not just the teams. What we had on TNT was Kenny Smith walking off set live TV in solidarity. Isaac has the sound on that. I think the biggest thing now is to kind of, as a black man, as a former player, I think it's for best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And that was Kenny Smith on TNT. And again, who would have been, we knew none of you could have been watching it when this show's on. So we wanted to play it for you. So you never are missing anything. We're straight out of Vegas. Let's quickly talk about the Vegas ramifications of this. So Matt Holt, U.S. integrity, an expert in these matters. He's literally booked billions of dollars in Nevada in his prior life as a bookie. Bookmaker, legal, license. Typically, an event is the day is changed. What happens? Normally, it would all be refunds. If they don't play the event that day, it would all be refunds. But many of the regulated sports books in the state of Nevada and across the United States put what they call playoff COVID rules into effect, expecting that games would get rescheduled due to COVID, never anticipating this. But they're able to take it. Betters are able to take advantage of it now, where if you place a bet at a lot of regulated sports books, you have the opportunity to get your bet voided or to keep your bet until that event is played, whether it's one day, two days, one week, two weeks, three weeks from now, uh, that bet is action. That's Matty Holt. That's fascinating. The bookies, we give them a lot of grief here, and rightfully so, but this was them giving the players a break. Now, the reason they didn't want to cancel was they didn't want more refunds, right? So that isn't generous, but the generous part is letting players decide if they wanted to avoid the bet. That is Generous, very generous. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We did, I think, what live radio is supposed to do. And it really is a mandate here. We are live, we don't tape. This isn't a podcast. Podcasts are re-recording right now that taped earlier this afternoon. What we're about is, oh, is that right? All WNBA games will play tonight. All WNBA games will play tonight. They will stop play every seven minutes in respect of the protests. Remember, WNBA is same ownership effectively as the NBA. That is interesting. Thank you for the support. The coverage continues with The Odd Couple. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Straight out of Vegas!